Welcome to the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. I'm Kyle Brost, a strategist and changemaker. I'm the CEO of Spark Policy Institute, founder and principal at Choice Strategy Group, and contributor to Forbes, Thrive Global, and Influencer. I lead at the intersection of strategy and impact, where I turn ordinary individuals into strategists and changemakers. Let's get started. Hey, 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 folks. This is Kyle Brost, the host of the Art of Strategic Reaction podcast. Today, we have on with us Millie Leung. She is a modern-day entrepreneur, business mentor, best-selling author of the Amazon book, Mind and Money Makeover. She's an international speaker and, most importantly, a vibrant woman living her dreams. She's a wife and mother of two lovely daughters, She has an interesting background and story that we're going to dive into with no prior entrepreneurial background and network. Millie started her own travel business from home and expanded it to become an international fast-growing business within 26 months. Today, her business generates more than $10 million in revenue annually, and she likes to help more people travel the world. She's also, and maybe we'll get into this, donated three schools in Guatemala and Indonesia, and her dream is to eventually fund 100 schools for underprivileged children around the world. So folks, join me in welcoming Millie. Millie, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Kyle. I'm so honored and excited to be on your podcast. Oh, it's awesome to have you. I'm excited for this conversation. Can you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Obviously, I gave some of the the you know general highlights, but tell us just a little bit more about you. Sure, sounds good. Um, so I have a pretty international diverse background. I was born in Hong Kong. I grew up in Canada. I worked in the U.S. and then I moved to Singapore And when I first started my business. And now today I am in Taiwan. Obviously, I travel a lot as well. I love traveling and I built my business on my passion in the travel industry. But going way back, I think I live a pretty normal life. I've never really thought about one day I would have my own business or become an entrepreneur or a speaker or even an author. You know, growing up, I don't know how things were for you, Kyle, but when I grew up, my parents told me the formula for success was to go to school, get good grades, work hard, get a job, save money. And, you know, continue to save and hopefully by 60 or maybe 65 years old, you could retire. So that was how I was brought up. And I subscribed yeah. to that, like you did too, right? Or you heard about that at least. I found that a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely heard that perspective. You know, I had a, a opportunity to kind of see the other side as well. Um, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Very cool. Fortunately, unfortunately for me, I didn't really have seen the other perspective so early on. I wish I did. Um, you know, growing up, I, I was from a middle class family, very traditional and none of my family or friends or family friends were in business or are entrepreneurs. So I was really growing up just following what I was told. And in school, I worked really hard. I definitely was not the smartest kid in the class, but I was always willing to work harder than others. So I always believed that if there is a will, there is always a way. So I worked pretty hard and became top of my class, graduated with honor, and got six scholarships along the way going into university. 
I went in fantastic. Yeah, so and I went into engineering um, because of the influence from my dad. Um, as we were growing up, my dad was uh, starting off as an engineer. He provided for the family. We cannot say we could we were well off, but definitely lived a fairly comfortable life. So I respect my dad, and I went into following his. Uh, steps, footstep, and I went into engineering. I did bachelor and master degree. But funny thing is, it might also happen to a lot of people. After I graduated and worked in the engineering field for a few years, I really found that it wasn't like the perfect fit for me. So I was really looking for something that I might be a little more passionate about or interested about.、Um, and I ended up starting all over again in a completely new industry. Um, into more marketing and merchandising for a garment manufacturing. I was hired、um, all the way over to Hong Kong. I grew up in Canada. I graduated from Canada. I was hired by、um, a Hong Kong firm, and from then on, I worked my red race, like a lot of people called it.、Um, I don't know if any of your audience have background from Asia, but sometimes working in the Asian society,、um, the hours could be pretty brutal. So the first few years,、um, I worked from Monday to Friday, eight thirty in the morning to around ten p.m. at night. So it was、wow. really brutal hours, and I just felt like maybe my life shouldn't be just working like a robot. Although they pay me really well, I got advanced very quickly. Within three years, I became one of the youngest senior manager of the entire、uh, company, which has fifty-four thousand employees worldwide. Um, That's impressive. Yeah, they pay me very well, but、um, I was on a lot of business trips. Sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and not knowing which country or which city I was because I was flying so much. So it was. Yeah,、crazy. you know what's actually. <laughs> you, you you must have felt I, that way before. It, I have, and it and it just reminded me of this time. I don't know why, but it's totally random. But I.、Uh, I was traveling one time, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I'd been in two or three cities、uh, within a few days. And I remember I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and I jumped out of my bed, and I walked to the bathroom, and I ran like straight into a wall <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot which hotel room I was in, and the the room that I'd been in the night before had a different layout. And so, anyway, I know exactly what you're talking、yes. about. That is a sign that we might be traveling a little too much, right? So yeah, probably. Funny, but of course, if you enjoy it, that's no problem. But for me, at the time, my job was stressed out, was quite stressful. There were quarters to me. There were a lot of demanding clients,、um, and the working hours were extremely long. Because in the daytime, I was working in the U.S. Canadian time zone,、um, and a lot. And in nighttime, I was working in the Asian time zone. So I was constantly just working.、Oh. So after about seven or eight years. In that role, I was really kind of burned out. I was really looking for more meaning in my life. I was really looking for something that I would truly be more passionate about. So I was doing some soul searching, and just about the same time, because I was brought up with that formula of saving money and investing into you know mutual funds. You know, nothing wrong with that. A lot of people do that too. But I don't know, Kai, if you still remember in about two thousand and eight. In two thousand and nine, something really, really happened in the economy, right? So, well, yeah, of course, that was a major economic crisis, and、um, a lot of your listeners who are listening to, I don't know, you were affected at the time, but I certainly was. Yeah, actually, I, I、uh, 
<clears throat> just for the audience, actually, uh, I had a business that I'd been running for an international freight brokerage that I'd been running for a couple of years uh, in 2000, by the time 2008, 2009 came around. And in the end, uh, toward the end of 2009, uh, I you know, basically lost my entire business and had to start over. And so I know yeah. exactly what that economic crisis looked like on a very personal standpoint. You know, I remember yeah. laying off employees and I remember selling off equipment. And, uh, and uh, so, yes. Very, very painful experience. And yes, I'm sure for, for you, the business hurt a lot and, and laying out people is certainly not fun. Um, for me on a personal level, because I was still working in a corporate job, um, I was lucky to keep my job, but I found that a lot of my personal assets, things I've invested uh, when you know underwater, I lost about 60% of my mutual funds portfolio. And also my, my house that I was so proud of that I bought for myself, all on my own, with my own money, just one year ago, um, went underwater, meaning that it worth less if I just give it back to the bank. So it was yeah. like a big ouch. And I was really questioning myself because all along I was following this so-called traditional path of success. And I honestly genuinely believe that I followed every single step to the T. But somehow, not just myself, but a lot of my friends who were around the same age, who worked hard and bought the first house, or at that point, you know, put together a more significant, um, you know, investment portfolio, all lost a lot of money. So I begin to really wonder, maybe there are certain things I'm not exactly quite learning when I was in school. Perhaps I need to learn more about personal finance. Maybe I need to learn about how to take a different path, maybe not a corporate path. Maybe think about something that I would truly be passionate about and make that a business that I would be willing to spend time on and not feeling like a drag, you know? So Yeah, well, so there's actually, there's a, a really important lesson here. Yes, um, Mary. You, you know, you followed every step, right? Mm -hmm. And yet it didn't produce the results you wanted. Yes. That was a big wake-up call. Yeah, well, and, and you thought that you could plan it out, right? It's like you, you had this image going in, right? You had this image going in that you could plan out how life would work, and yet it didn't work out that way. I know, and I followed every step. And, you know, it just made me question, made me really think about it. it is if there is a different way that people could live. Because it's not, I mean, if I wasn't even like loving my job 100%, I was really stressed out. And how am I going to live continually for the next 40 years being in a similar situation and working such long hours and stressed out? So I was really starting to think. And that was the beginning of myself diving into what I'm really looking for and what kind of person. At the end of the day, we all going to die one day, right? But the question is, have we really lived? Have we really done what we want to do in this world while we are in this world? So it really made me think about what are the purposes, what are the things I'm passionate about, what life is not a dress rehearsal. So we only get this, you know, you know, decades. It can be just go by very quickly. What are you here on this earth to achieve? And so yeah. so walk me through that process. How did you actually explore your purpose? What did that process for you look like? So for me, it was because I had that pain of myself going through a lot of um, the financial struggles when the financial crisis hit. So one of the things I found 
which still today, it's so core to my heart is I really want to be able to help people to achieve more freedom in life, financial freedom, or and also financially in time freedom, and also want people to be able to dive into the passions into and establish a business that they want. So one of the things that I, one of the reasons why I love my business today, which I can dive into that later on as well, is I really love my business because I get to work with a lot of individuals who have um, dreams and goals, and, and I can help them to live more of their life, whether it's traveling the world, whether it's spending more time with their kids, or creating a bigger impact in the world, or also creating the finances uh, for their family. So this is one of the reasons why I love doing my business. So you actually, there's a, a great lesson there. And I think it's an interesting thing to explore in terms of purpose. So you mentioned pain. And one thing that I feel like I hear often when talking to, to individuals who've made this kind of shift to passion is that it actually came out of pain. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that this passion that sometimes people turn their life around to pursue comes out of pain? That's a really, really good question, Kyle. And I think, um, you know, one of my um, mentors, Anthony Robbins, as a lot of people know him, he said that there are two driving forces in life that push you forward. One is pain. One, one is pleasure. But a lot of times when you compare these two, pain is a much more um, hotter, faster driving force to make you go for your dreams and go for change because you are in pain, right? But a lot of people, they don't make any change. It's not that they have, they don't have, it's not that they don't have pleasures or dreams that they want to pursue, but a lot of times it's rather the pain was not painful enough. They were still in a comfort zone. A lot of people um, are in a job that they might not love, but yet they think it's bearable and yet they think there are enough, um, you know, salary or, you know, things that they can deal with, they've been dealing with for years, they're okay with it, it's not the best. They always say, you know, good is the enemy of great. So in, if you're in a space that you're just comfortable, you're good. You don't think about what other things you could do to push the envelope. So it's not human nature that we constantly push ourselves out of our comfort zone, right? But sometimes yeah. pain could be the best thing for you to live into your dreams. You know, because that could be a much bigger driving force. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And that, what I think is an interesting question for people to ask themselves. So everybody listening, I want you to ask yourself this question. I think you mentioned it, right? That people sometimes live in a place of discomfort. They're, they're actually in pain, but they feel like they just, they can tolerate it because right. they've gotten used to it. And so I think a question that people can ask themselves is, how much pain should I have to live with? Yes. I mean, so why, why set an arbitrary number that says, you know what, this is a tolerable amount of pain and I'm just going to accept the status quo because this amount of pain, this amount of uh, discomfort, this amount of not pursuing something that I love is tolerable to me, so I'll stay in this space. Right. When what you really should ask is why? Yeah. Why do you have to stay in that space? Why do you have to tolerate that amount of pain? Why do you have to tolerate any amount of pain when, like you said, it could be this powerful impetus for change and change is how we make progress. So yeah. I love that. 
Yes, lovely. And if people need more inspiration, go listen to that、um, speech, that famous speech by Steve Jobs at the Stanford University.、Um, that is one of the most impactful speeches I've heard. And one of the things that he mentioned in that speech is that you only live once, and you just have to realize if you continue your day, and for a few days that you feel like this is not the best life that you could live. Then you really should look in the mirror and question if you, if you should start making some changes. So go listen to that very impactful、uh, speech by Steve Jobs, and that may help. Because remembering that we will one day die is probably a very helpful and good reminder for us in a healthy way that we should do something about our life and just live every day the best way we could. Yeah, absolutely. So. We got on this because we were talking about you shifting to more of a purpose, passion-driven work. Yes. C- continue on that storyline. So you explored pain. You talked about pain being a driver for this change. What came next? So you had the pain. You were exploring how you could get out of that pain, create a different scenario. What came next? Yes.、Yeah, so it was also an interesting story. All that happened was I was still in the U.S. And out of nowhere, I always said dots only connect when you look backwards. So that is why when you walk forward in life, you have to keep faith. So it's funny how、um, in 2011, my husband accepted a job in Singapore, which is a country that we never lived in. We don't know anybody. It was just really for his a job in architecture business. So I accepted a job, and I was very very reluctant to be honest with you. But to support his dreams, I decided to, you know, move there along with our baby girl. At the time, our older daughter was only one year old, so it was really the last thing on my mind to move continent to live in a new country. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> But to support him, I said, "Okay, fine, yes." So it's funny how things always worked out, and because I was now put in a new environment, I could start, you know, just it's a brand new piece of paper in some ways, at least on my mind. Okay, I'm in a new country. Maybe I should just start everything brand new. So what happened was, just two weeks after I landed in Singapore, some a country that I knew nobody, I went to a meetup、um, sort of meeting, and I met a group of people. And now a few of them turned into my mentors. They helped me with my business development and give me strategic advice.、Um, I met them. They were starting. They were starting a project. Um, in Asia, about、um, a distribution right for a travel and lifestyle club, and part of it, what I found really intriguing when I saw the whole proposal was one of the things that I personally very interested in is to travel the world. And I think that if we ask most people in the world if they have all the money and time in the world, one of the things that they would definitely say that they want to do is to see the world. So that was very high on my list. Um, so I decided to because I knew I didn't like my past career. I wanted to do something that I would really want to do this over and over again and with passion. So I think that building an element of traveling into my business and also helping people to develop and helping people find their dreams would be something that I love to do. So I looked into the opportunity, and I think that was a great idea. And I developed them,、I'll、developed the idea more. I literally started taking this concept. I spent about five hundred U.S. dollars at the time, just with my laptop and my phone, with no prior business background, no network, 
in a new country, um, just a lot of things that were unknown. But I knew that I want to do something different because I know that if I don't do something different, I always end up being the same way that I lived before, which was not ideal. So I just took a leap of faith and started a business. And when I first started, it was obviously not easy. Just imagine you have no background whatsoever. You're in a new country. You have a new baby girl that was only one year old um, and quite difficult. I didn't know how I should start even building up a business. Don't know how to get um, people to look into my proposal. So I had to learn. I, I learned how to get leads or do presentations properly, make more intriguing and attractive presentations, how to do closing, how to provide great customer service. And, you know, I also didn't have any background in the travel industry. So I had to learn from different conferences. So it's just a little, a lot of different things. Talking about this, $500, (laughs) what on earth made you think that you could turn $500 into something valuable? I think a lot of them I was willing to pay for it with sweat equity because I really didn't have a lot of money because um, I lost a whole bunch at the economic crisis. So I, I just thought that maybe, maybe if I could, I'm willing to work. I've always shown that I'm willing to work hard. I'm not a, a person that would back up if there are problems. So I always have since young, I think my parents instilled in me, if there's a will, there is a way. So I believe that if I can just take this passion of mine, take this idea and it's not going to be perfect at the beginning. I know that there's a lot, it's going to be a lot of learning curve, but if I just continue to improve the idea and continue to improve myself in terms of businesswoman, and it might actually work. Uh, So you brought that up earlier, right? You mentioned that hard work is what you always believed in. So as a student, you said, I wasn't the smartest or the brightest student, but I worked really hard and that paid off. And now you have another opportunity to demonstrate that hard work is what will pay off. Yes. What I think is fascinating is you're already from the get-go looking at it the opposite way than most people do. So most people would look at it and say, $500, that's not enough to get me where I want to go. And you're looking at it and you're saying, I don't care about the money because I know that my hard work will get me there. Yes. And I know that I have very good work ethics. So so I'm willing to learn. And I also know that it was one of the things that I, I was very fortunate. I think when I first started my business in 2011, I was willing to become a student again. I realized at that point that I didn't have any business background. I didn't have what to succeed as a successful entrepreneur at the time. Although I was successful in my corporate world as a high paying senior manager and director traveling the world, but I realized that I'm in a completely different field. So I was very, very humbled. I literally find mentors. I went to classes. I went to seminars. I listened to audio trainings. I got my hands on YouTube videos. I read tons of books. In the last seven years, I read, I read more than 450 books wow. on business building, marketing sales, um, how to make presentations, how to make great speeches, and of course, giving back as well on entrepreneurial mindsets, on leaderships, on communication. So I'm just becoming a student again. And now I found that, which is so critical, if anybody on this call is listening, I believe one of the most critical things to become very successful in life in general is to continue your personal development journey. 
A lot of people think that they just stops when they finish school and graduate. But no, if you really truly want to live your life to the fullest potential, never ever stop personal development. Continue to work on yourself. Yeah. So as you're talking about this and you're talking about a willingness to learn and an interest in learning, it makes me think about, um, so I have a lot of people that reach out to Uh me and um, a fair number of them want something free. So they reach out to me and they want me to fix their business. They want me to fix their life. They, they have something and they say, I just, they literally reach out and say, I need you to fix this for uh-huh. me. And yet they, they don't have this willingness mm-hmm. to learn. And one of the things I always say is if you haven't taken any effort to learn about what it is you're asking me before you ask me, how can I expect you to do what I'm going to ask you to do if you haven't even taken the, you know, the steps on your own? So what is it that you think prevents people or stops people from even trying to learn? Because that seems like such a, a basic yes. principle that you ha- should be learning. So what stops people from doing that, from taking that first step and at least trying to learn? I think what stops people is they don't know the why. They don't know the why. I've ran into very similar situations many times, Kyle. I have had people come to ask me, I want to succeed in business. I want to be better in my life. I want to improve my finances. And I would be so patient. I sat down with them, actually give them mentoring, teach them how to do this and that, read this book and all that, spend hours and hours with them. And they said, yes, I'm going to do it. Check back with them a couple of months later, nothing was done. And after many times, I realized that it's, not the information because knowing the information is already out there. You can literally learn anything today in YouTube. There is literally everything online that you could learn by yourself if you have the will. Most people don't take the action is because they don't know the why. They don't have the internal driving force, the juice to keep them keep going. If something hits the wall, you know, because there are always going to be obstacles. There's always yeah. going to be some things that, you know, stopped you or, you know, give you a hard time. That's always going to be the way. But what keeps people going yeah. is the strong internal reason, the why, what pains them, what keeps them. Yeah. Well, so here we come full circle, yes, right? Yes. We come back to purpose and passion. Yes. I, I totally believe that. Yes. It's so yeah. important to people, people to realizing what is it that they want to achieve in this world? And I think a lot of people really, it's funny how we spend 40, 60, 80 hours a week working for the 40 years, but we never spend even a week to sit down to really, really think about what is that purpose? What is that you really want to, you know, stand for in this world? So, yeah, well, so I think I want to make one point here, um, and this is my personal kind of concept around purpose and and. A lot of times when we talk about purpose and we get into these conversations about passion and purpose and energy, we talk about it as it's something that can be found, like it's lost somewhere and we're going to go find it or we're going to define it or articulate it. And one of the things that I firmly believe is that purpose is not something to be found. Mm -hmm. It is something to be created. Uh And so when people, what I want listeners to take away as I'm talking about this is for me, and you can disagree with me if you want, that's fine, Millie. But for me, you cannot get purpose by just sitting down and reflecting. You have to actually go out and do something. So you have to implement this hard 
work. And through that hard work, you will create purpose as you learn, as you adapt, you'll be able to create it through your action. But if you think that you can just sit and all of a sudden some you know brick is going to hit you on the side of the head and say, yes, this is your purpose. And now you're going to be filled with energy and the desire to work hard. That's not going to happen. I, Take some small steps and go out and create yes, it. Yes, I actually agree with you a thousand percent. This is so true. One of the things that how I found what I love to do is actually exploring by doing things, taking baby steps. And I found that, you know, what I like and what I don't like. And as I, for example, one of the things that we talked about before, you know, we start on this podcast was I, I told you I have a real passion and I love giving back. And that's the reason why I um, donated schools for children. And I found that passion because a few years ago, as I started my travel business, I really started traveling quite a lot. And one of the things that I did and continue to do is to go on what I call volunteers. And these are trips that are not just for you to go there, experience culture, but more importantly, you are there to give back and serve. So I found that passion of mine that I really truly want to make an impact in the lives of children because I went to these volunteers. So I went there to help build schools, to visit children in orphanages or build an orphanage. So as I got more and more experience and exposure and experience from that, that really touched my heart. So that becomes part of what I now know that it's what I want to do as, you know, what I represent. So I built my business around it. This is what I recommend all my students to do, um, build part of the business towards giving back to the world and go on volunteers, you know, if you can give, give. You know, so I totally yeah. agree that you have to explore, take actions, take actions. And um, that's one yes. of the best ways that I found that you discover your passions. Yes. Well, and, you know, the, the nugget in here that could get glossed over quickly is that as you're trying to create purpose, one of those things that's a, a, a low hanging fruit in order to do that is to give service, yes. to give of yourself. What is it that's so powerful about service? Why is service such a big part of so many people's lives, even if they don't necessarily do it? Why is it so front and center to so many people? What is it about service that's so powerful? Um, I always believe, you know, it's how, I mean, some people look at giving service as maybe a way to get back. It could be that way, but it could be not that way. A lot of times when you give service, you also, the best way to learn is to teach. One of the teachers told me. So as you are giving, you're giving that service, maybe you're teaching, you're mentoring someone, or maybe you're giving money and serving community. As you give, you're also learning. And you'll find your passions and you find um, the people that connect with you. A lot of times that's how we build our network as well. People that support yes. us and grow with us. And, you know, so as you continue to do things you love and just give, you will find that you get a lot back, right? So, yeah, yep. you know, at first I, I, I didn't know all this, you know, because in my past life, it looks like a long time ago, but I was just really working a lot in my job. But now that I have more freedom, I guess more space to be creative, I found that a lot of times I just, I loved, I mean, it just goes so natural for me. I love to talk to people about their dreams, their desires and how they can, you know, achieve more in life and have freedom and serve. So it just some come, come very natural for me. 
So yeah, yeah. So that's how I discover my passion as well. Go give, go serve the world. Yes, and you know we talked early on about give work, um, and I, and I think what you said is really important, and it's a counterintuitive principle. But when you give service, you get more in return. Yes, you know, and and it's not just in kind of this this philosophical sense of, well, I get more in terms of, you know, feeling good about myself and confidence. And and it's like actual, real, tangible things in terms of relationships and knowledge and appreciation, things that literally shape how you act and behave every day. So what I want to be clear about, and this is my personal experience, is that when you give of yourself, when you give service, you get more back in actual, tangible terms through those things, through learning, through relationships, through appreciation for the world. And those things that you get back are phenomenally powerful. It's one of those things that you can never catch up on, right? You can never put service in debt to you, meaning you always get back more than what you've given. Yes, totally agree. (laughs) Love it. Love it, love it, love it. So tell me, Millie, a little bit about, I mean, I want to make a little bit of a shift here, but Tell me a little bit about your book. How did that come to be? And, and what's the, the piece behind it? What's the value of it? Yeah, okay. So it's also a funny story. Just now we talk about our dreams, our passions. I went to one of the uh, one of one seminars years ago, probably now looking back four years, five years ago. And it was just one of those seminars that you go meditate, you go learn about yourself, you dive deep into yourself. And the teacher also helped us to find our goals and dreams and that things you want to achieve in five years, 10 years, and 20 years through all that, you know, seven days with that course, that seminar. So I never actually thought about being an author all my life. But during that seven days, when I was really thinking about how I can leave a legacy, how I can make a big impact, I realized that I'm just one person. If I just one person repeating things, so I have to leverage on something. So like now, you know, nowadays, Kyle, you're leveraging on your podcast. That's great getting your messages out, right? So I also use Facebook as getting my messages out, website, or I need a tool. So one of the things I thought about um, getting my message out to empower more women into living their dreams and to live a life that has more financial freedom and time freedom is to write a book. Of course, at the time, um, you know, five years ago, I really had no idea. I was not yet at the point that I felt confident enough that I had the credential to write a book. But I had this, I planted this seed in my mind that one day I want to be able to get my message out and empower more people, empower more women that they can live a life that they truly deserve and want if they just be brave and move forward with it. So I had planted the seeds. And sometimes if you have that seed in your mind, things start to happen. The universe works in an interesting way. As you continue to network, as you continue to go about doing your daily things, things start to connect. So for me, it was about uh, three years ago, I, I met a mentor. Um, he is in the book publishing um, industry. He's very, very experienced. And I told him about this desire and dreams that I have. I want to get a book out, get a message out. And he said, yes, he could help me. So about two years ago, I published my book, Mind and Money Makeover, How to Transform Your Life in Three Years or Less and Live Your Dreams. And it's been sold on Amazon.com. And within a week, it became an international best-selling book. So very, very blessed. And of course, part of my proceeds, like I said, always build my passion 
into my business. Part of the proceeds of the book also goes to support the charity foundations that I, you know, I'm so love to help children around the world. That is uh, that is fantastic. And you you pulled in, uh, even maybe you didn't realize it, but you pulled in this idea of creating by taking action. So you said you had this seed, there was a seed that was planted, and you were able to grow that seed by moving forward, by actually taking some small actions to move forward. And then the end result is this, uh, this piece of work that you can be incredibly proud of, and that is touching people's lives. Yes, very. And of course, like every dream that you will have, when I first started about writing this book, I had my doubts. I didn't know if I would be able to write properly. Every time I sit in front of the, in front of the computer, I have this writer's mind block. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, there were just times that I really almost wanted to give up. But I, every time I have that thought, I think about, gosh, if I give this up, I might not be able to make the impact that I want to truly make. So I just drive on and drive on and at the end, I wrote a book that I, I, I feel I could feel proud about. And um, yeah, really, really glad that I did. I love it. I love <laughs> I love just the, the overall message of creating purpose through repeated action. I mean, that is, if I had to sum up what I tell people all the time, it is simply that, that you will create what you want if you keep taking action. But if you stop, that's where you find yourself in really uncomfortable positions. But if you just keep taking action, you'll have a chance to, to create whatever it is that you want to create. So Millie, in, in the last couple of minutes here, what is the, the big piece of information, the big insight that you want people in the world to know? Yes, it's just a very, very simple sentence, but I live by it. Dream big, start small, act now. Mm, I love it. Yes. Dream big, start start small, small, act act now. now. Yes. Just live it. Just go for it. Absolutely. Just go for it. I mean, so many people are just waiting, waiting for something to happen. Yep. Um, versus just going for it. Go I mean, for it and create it. What's the what's the worst that right? What's the worst that can happen? You're going to fail? So what? You never You're going to learn lessons. You just learned. Right. Failure, right. lessons. So go for it. Right. So yes. So tell me that again one more time. Dream big. Dream big, start small, act now. Go for it. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Millie, thanks so much for joining me today. If people want to learn more about you, about your work, where can they go to find you? You can please go to my website, www.millieliang.com. That spells M-I-L-L-I-E-L-E-U-N-G.com. Or you can go to my Facebook, facebook.com slash fly.with.millie. Fly with Millie. Fly.with.millie. Awesome. And we'll share uh, in the podcast, we'll share the links to your website. So people will be able to easily access that. Once again, Millie, loved having you on. Thanks so much for sharing some of your journey and your insights. Remember people, dream big, start small, act now. This has been an episode of the Art of Strategic Reaction with Kyle Brost and Millie Leung. And we look forward to hearing more from her as you all go out and engage with her and follow her and potentially pick up her awesome book, Mind and Money Makeover. We will catch you on the next episode of the Art of Strategic Reaction. Thanks, folks. Thank you.